Well, in this episode of Beyond the Closing, we talk with Michael Bryan from Leader One Financial, and we're actually going to be discussing what type of financing is best for you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by First United Land Transfer. Enjoy the conversation. Michael, thank you so much for being here, man. It's great to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, buddy. I appreciate you coming over and talking to us about the many opportunities and the many things that... um, different type of financing that, that are available to uh, to us all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, happy to be here. And it's a great topic. I feel like it's something that there's so much out there right? that folks can get confused on what might be either available to them or what's right for their specific needs. So not just for, that, they might not even know. They might what's not out even there, know, right? right? Yeah, information is so in our face anymore. Indeed. Right? And it's who's the trusted source to obtain that information from. And so thanks for putting this platform out for people that they can uh, go to and just maybe pick up a, an idea or two or a thought or, or something. And I'm happy to help. Well, I appreciate you being here, man. And I think, you know, the, the key is actually just uh, education, right? No matter what you do, it's always right. good to actually learn more and to have a, right. uh, an area professional like you who's been around for quite some time and, and uh, you know, you know the ins and outs and you get to see all the changes that are happening. And obviously being licensed, uh, you get to keep up with those changes. So, so true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and being in the business since 2001, we've seen the ups and downs of our market, Indeed. especially right here in the Lehigh Valley. And, um, and so, yeah, most recently we're seeing such a tremendous growth in both opportunity for, you know, standard primary residence purchase buyers, also, investor concentration is up. Um, such a great community to be a part of and uh, and see it grow. It's one of the top ten in the nation, I believe. Um, so, you know, we're really excited to be here and uh, be a part of it. Oh, the Valley's definitely, uh, you know, it's it's always growing, right? It, you get a lot of properties. I remember moving here from uh, from New York back in the '80s, and it was basically all country. Mm-hmm. Right, there was not uh, there was not much going on. Malls were just uh, you know a, a new thing, a new concept, That's and right. you know now there's uh, there there are many people moving in from you know whether it's down south from New York trying to actually cut under taxes. So, but that being said, Mike, you know I, I hear that one of the most common things that, that that I hear now is that inventory is low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in the market. Do you hear that as well? Well, for sure. I think inventory is down, um, and it's it's the reason for that. I believe is that there's an uptick in the understanding of what it is to be a homeowner and the differences between purchasing and owning a home compared to renting. And so, from a younger age, people are jumping into the homeownership stage of life earlier. So that just is is uh, consuming the inventory. Right. that much quicker than may it have done in the past. And so what we're finding is if uh, properties are, are well marketed, they're in good condition, they're really they're coming on the market and they're going quick. And so it, it's really important in that sector to be educated, informed, prepared, understanding and positioning yourself with professionals, be it a r- good realtor, in my marketplace, I do a lot of business in New Jersey, having a trusted attorney, um, trusted financial advisor, Very nice. you know, such as us. And so, yeah, it's really important to, if you're really serious about it, you're, if something comes on, whether it be a primary residence or, you know, that five, four bedroom, two and a half bath, 
thing that you're going to move your family into, or it's that four-unit investor property um, that has a really good ROI on it. Uh, you know, it, you got to really move quick. And so being prepared with uh, understanding what type of financing vehicles are available for you um, is number one in the game. And I think anybody in the marketplace will tell you that. I agree, man. That's key. You know, and <clears throat> talking about the uh, the homes that, that are available, those turnkey homes, yeah. uh, and, and those are the ones that are actually kind of scarce, right? But, man, let's not discount the... Uh, the old homes that uh, need a little, yeah, uh, need a little love, TLC, right? right? A little mm-hmm. lipstick, a little paint, um, and there's uh, there there are, there's many loans, or there are there is um, there's an avenue that you could travel. You could actually do a, a, a renovation loan for those houses that uh, were built back in the uh, the 70s and 80s with, uh, you know which one I'm talking about, right? What, what, For sure. What, what, what the pink, uh, the pink tiles. The, the pink sink and tub and uh, that the, the white railroad tile throughout the bathrooms <laughs> and even in the kitchens, right? And so. I personally think that's pretty. <laughs> retro, maybe. Right? Absolutely. Right? Well, yeah, right. Maybe it's retro. <laughs> but, you know, people don't realize that uh, when they walk into that house and they, they look at that house and think, oh, Man, hmm. what were they thinking? You know, all right, let's go look at the next one. Well, you know, they don't realize the potential that, they, that this property has. Sometimes sure. you kind of have to think outside the box and kind of, um, you know, reimagine what that house can look like. Sure. Right? Uh, let's say you're actually looking for a house with, uh, with two bathrooms, but, you know, the, the old houses only had one. You know, there's, right. there's so much that you can do, whether it's an outside deck, you know, if you want to modernize uh, a house and, and make that, that big kitchen into uh, a beautiful uh, kitchen with an island, right? And even, sure. even name that island if you want to, right? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, th- there are renovation loans there are. that um, could help you with that. Yeah, for what, sure. What, what can you tell us about those? And how often do you see people doing? And, you know, how advantageous is it to... You know, again, I think it comes back to uh, renovation loans have become a little bit more in flavor. Okay. Um, and they've always been around. Um, one of the most popular one, and people might recognize the name of it, is called a 203K loan. Right. It's through FHA and offered by HUD. Um, you know, it's meant for properties that may be under their minimum standard requirements, whether it be safety issues. Um Op, uh, utility-wise, maybe the plumbing is, uh, has been um, broken down or, or the roof issue happened. Um, so there's certain requirements for HUD to securitize a loan. And so uh, they put a program in place called the 203K to allow people to finance in renovation. So as a buyer, you could come in, um, pick up a property that may need a little TLC, a little love. Maybe it needs to renovate that bathroom because you just don't like it. Um, but you can finance in those repairs as part of your overall project, overall structure or vehicle to get into that house. And so, you know, most commonly people will watch um, HG, HDTV or they'll see some of these uh, programs on Bravo where the, you know, it's the, the Chip and Diana's and, and they're really taking a, a, a broken down property and making it their own. You can just, just do that too. And, and uh, if it takes $10,000 or $100,000, you can finance in that uh, as part of your purchase money to buy that property. You know, <clears throat> let's not discount the, uh, the person who's actually trying to sell that house, right? Very true. To, to make the, the property marketable, but they don't have the means. They don't have the, the, the funds to actually go out. And, you know, they're, they're trying to get rid of the house for whatever reason. 
sure. right? Um, I've, remember- worked, I've worked with many, um, I, I would say five clients, sellers in this marketplace and just in 2019 that unfortunately a family member had passed away. I, one specific situation was, um, you know, their father had passed away years before. Um, so, but mom remained in the house, was doing well, but then she was, you know, she got to a point where she needed some um, um, 24 hour care. Right. So they had to make a decision to, to get her some support there and what they needed to sell the house. That was part of actually the, the requirement to get her into the care. But, you know, that house hadn't been updated since the 70s, maybe the 80s. And, mm. uh, you know, it wasn't really going to drive what the market could for that home. Uh, just because of the overall, people walked in, just what you said earlier. It's, you know, it just didn't take the eye right off the bat. So um, they decided to do a quick re- renovation refinance. They were able to absorb the mortgage, uh, the finances, the very small that she had on it originally, but they extracted some funds, updated it, made it an absolutely beautiful property, and it sold in five days for over asking price. And so the sellers were actually able to bring that property up to current standards that most people would walk into a, you know, a three, four bedroom home looking for to, to move their family into. You know, and, and that's so important these days to actually um, make your house marketable. So it's nice to actually have a loan like that. But, you know, let's not just uh, stick to that. I mean, let's just talk about, um, you know, the, the person who've actually, you know, they, 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 need to, they need to downsize or somebody who actually needs to get a, another house uh, and, you know, income qualifications and, and so on and so forth. What, what, how, many, how many different types of loans are there? Oh, my gosh, George, there's so many. There's right. so many. I, I, I think of the mortgage industry and, the, and obtaining and buying real estate is, and what I do as a lender is I'm really just a vehicle to get you from point A to, in your life to point B. And so whether that's, you know, what we were talking about with buying your first home or you're fixing it up and you want to do something, you're an investor, um, that wants to, you know, buy a, that one to four or eight unit property or whatever your interests are. There's so many different mortgage options available to you. Um, self-employed folks, you know, um, we all have great accountants that are probably, you know, um, keeping Uncle Sam under out of our pocket as much as possible. But, you know, sometimes when you go to borrow, it's a little tough. Right. How, um, do, you, how do you determine what type of financing is best for you? in your situation, you know, depending on, on, on what situation it is, you know, yeah. I don't know that many veterans know about the, uh, the, the VA loans. I mean, I know a lot of veterans that are, that are renting, uh, first time home buyers, the same thing. Like how do you determine or how do you figure out what loan is actually the best loan product? I think the first step is just doing this right here. Have a conversation with somebody that you trust, somebody that you recommend. I mean, I, I would bet to say that most people know somebody that's in real estate, whether it's a realtor or it's a, uh, a mortgage professional. It might even be a home inspector. It may be a builder. Have a conversation with somebody and ask, who can I talk to to sit down and really determine what's going on? And then we just have a, an honest sit down, a conversation, half hour to an hour, just talking. Tell me about you. Tell me about what's going on. What are your goals? What, are, what is your intention? How do we work this out? And part of that conversation will just be uncovering what your needs are. Right. You may not even know. You may not even realize it, but the conversation will bring that out. You bring, brought up a veteran. That is so true. And so a lot. some veterans are very reserved, and they don't want to. We're both veterans. 
I don't walk around every day telling everybody. It's people that I'm, I'm, I don't walk around chest out. I'm a veteran. But guess what? I, I'm very proud of it. But it, had I not been in this business, I wouldn't know what the Veterans Administration has available for homeownership. And so I feel like it's, a, it's something that you just have to ask somebody. Oh, by the way, are you a veteran? Well, yes, I am. Well, number one, thank you for your service. That's first and foremost. But secondly, there's a, tr there's a fantastic, it's the absolute best mortgage option that's out there in the marketplace. And it's just asking somebody. Hey, by the way, are you a veteran? Yes, awesome, let's talk about that. If not, what else is, what else is in your life that you have? Um, what else could there be? Are you self-employed? And so you have to, you know, you just have that conversation, talk to somebody about what's going on in their lives. And it just circles around and we figure that out. We bring that wide spectrum down to a very fine tuning. Hey, these are the three programs that we're going to focus on. It starts at 20 or 30 options available. We usually can narrow it down to two, three, maybe four options that are going to make sense for them. Then it comes down to location, property <laughs> itself. You know, it all kind of works itself. You know, that there's... Um Many other loans that, that people don't know much about, I guess, uh, through, through USDA and finding the um, right section, I guess, for a USDA loan. How do you go about that? How do you know? Who, who do you ask? Um, I guess it all depends on where you want to live, I'm assuming, right? Uh, for anyone who's a first-time homebuyer, how do you know that you qualify for uh, that type of loan? Um, Let's start with what is it? What's a, a USDA? A loan? USDA, sure. Right. USDA is for uh, well-qualified um, homeowners that you know haven't been able to save funds for down payment. It's great for it's a zero percent down financing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's really based on rural housing areas. Right. So when you think of rural housing areas, it's outside of like large populated city limits. Okay. So you know your Allentowns, Bethlehem's, Easton's. Um, in you know center city Phillipsburg, you know those aren't going to be in a concentration for rural housing. Right, of course not. Okay, but you get outside of there, um, and it's it's a fantastic opportunity to not have to have a down payment. Um, it's a reduced mortgage insurance. Um, interest rates are are great because it is it's offered by the federal government, so that's the securitization of the financing, and um, you know it's it's one of those things where, you know it does it's not for everyone. Right. Um, but it's, you know, if you're just happens to be, we, we look at individual properties mostly. And so when we're in it, we're in that engagement of, Hey, what's happening when, when you're looking for a home, you have a three headed monster that's there. You're looking, your realtor's looking, and then you're also should be consulting with your, your mortgage professional throughout the entire process. Very true. Not just at the pre-approval stage. Hey, yeah, you're good to go. And here's a number that you should go shop for. Let's keep that dialogue open. Each I when I work with people, I say, "Hey, I give them a call. Are you looking at any houses this weekend?" Awesome. How many can you send me those addresses? Let me work some numbers up for those based off the programs that are working for you. And oh, hey, by the way, this one is outside of this one is qualified for USDA. Let's take a look at that one. It may help you determine which property makes most sense for you. And you really don't know that when you're just saying, "Hey, Let's take a look at these 15 properties and we're just going to go out and take a look at them and then come back after after the fact and look. It's really good to know it before you actually go. You know what? And it's so important, too, that uh, to keep that communication going because just, you know, 
you qual- you might qualify for a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, but only in a specific area, right? right? That two hundred fifty thousand dollar home, um, for example, I know uh, taxes and and in, in one municipality could actually be a little bit less or yeah, a lot sure. less than yeah. other municipalities. Mm-hmm. So those taxes, that monthly payment will actually um, get you above what you're able to afford. Even though it's the same $250,000 home, you are now getting into a higher payment due to the fact that taxes are different in that municipality or that, that um, you know county or so on and so forth. So that That's, makes it. It's so true. You can take that $250,000 home and just pick it up and put it in the next town over, and your payments could swing by, you know, 100 to $200 a month. And to most people, I know for me for sure, $200 a month matters. And so, you know, you really want to be um, informed of, I, I can't go back to that word enough about being informed by the right information and what to look for and when you're looking for it is so important. Taxes are such a great deal. The money itself, I mean, interest rates are so good right now. The money itself is not as much of a factor. Yes, it matters. But when you pick up, when you look at the property and you can swing from 5000 or let's say one property is 5000 to 8000 I mean, that's $300 a month almost. Indeed. You know, that, so that it probably sways you, you know, from, from do, do we even look at that property? Because... The, the finances itself is, you hate to go look at a property, you fall in love with it. Your kids love it, they're running around, you just envision Christmases and summer <laughs> picnics, and you just absolutely love it, right? And then you come down and you talk to your, you, you talk about the numbers and ah, oh, gosh, that's just, that's outside of our comfort zone. Why did I even look at it, right? And so you put it on the back burner, you can't, we're just decided we're not gonna do it, but then every home you go look at after that, you compare to that home. And so then it comes down to, hey, maybe there is a, a unique way that we can structure things and make that property happen for you, or maybe it just doesn't. And then so it's about the experience. And so we want to make sure that you have the, the best possible experience from start to finish. And it starts at just knowing your numbers and knowing what works for you. So really when you're out there, it sounds like you should almost be shopping for it depends on, on the scenario, of course. Uh, you should be shopping for a, a monthly payment that's comfortable for you, not necessarily the actual price of the house. I find that most yeah. to be true. I, most of the time, you'll have your exceptions with your downsizers okay. or your, you know, p- uh, the folks that are on their third property. They, they get the game. They they understand what they're looking at. But I feel like the majority of our marketplace is either first-time home buyers, mm-hmm. right? or that second purchase. And so there's still education to be had there. And so you are looking at monthly payment mostly. I know the co- the clients that I work with by and large, their primary focus is what is my monthly payment? How much can I afford? What is my down payment requirement? And then it comes down to helping them understand resale value down the, down the road. So there's a, you know, a 5-year plan. Hey, this is a mortgage position that's going to get you this type of equity in 5 years. Or is if it's more longevity, it's ten or fifteen year plan. We we look at all those things. I think first and foremost, it's monthly payment, and so it's really important when you're starting your your search, you're really honing it on monthly. So, Mike, I was actually hanging out with a couple of people this weekend, and one of the conversations were 
adjustable rate mortgages. And mm. I didn't realize how people are deathly afraid of an adjustable rate mortgage, where I personally find that an adjustable rate mortgage is a great way to actually own uh, more for less, especially if, especially since we, and I, I've noticed the trend, um, we normally end up refinancing our house, our homes within the first five years of living there for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So am I wrong? You're not I, wrong at all. I think statistics will show you that either you're going to refinance or sell a house in the in seven years. Right. I think statistically that's our that's the the number that we can uh, look towards. Them. I, I think people are mostly afraid of the uh, adjustable rate mortgages because of um, because of the name. It's, it's the name. It's, right. it's the condensation that's been put into the marketplace from years past. Let's, uh, we're only 10 years separated from a, you know, a national emergency that was in real estate. And so, you know, there was some uh, practices back, I in remember. The, yeah. Yeah. back in the day that put people into um, mortgage products that they just couldn't afford. And so they had adjusters down the road and or they just you walked in and, and do a bank and you had a pulse and a, and a job and, and you got a loan. They really didn't ask you any other questions. <laughs> That's not the market that we're Sign in. Sign right me now. up, right? Right. Sign me up. But that that was um, that was a difficult time to get through. But you know the the criteria to obtaining finances these days is it's just not that anymore. And, but there are still adjustable rate opportunities. I call them opportunities, and they're not for everyone. No, of course not. You know, if you're uh, if you're in a job that you relocated, and you know that you're in a contract, and it's a three year contract, and you know you'll be re- going on and doing you'll be relocating again in three years, then a five-year arm absolutely makes sense. Um, you know, it's, or you're, a, you're an investor that's picking up a property and you exactly. need to finance that property. Um, you know, you can look at an arm to keep the interest rate down. The, the, the theory behind an adjustable rate mortgage is for that beginning period, you get a, a lower rate. Who doesn't want a lower rate? Right. And so but you got to make sure that that's you're really getting yourself into that mortgage for the right reason, not so you can afford more. But because it makes sense for down the road, might as well take advantage of a lower opportunity, knowing that you're going to be making a change in, in a certain period of time. And what people might not know is that that adjustable rate mortgage is actually f- a fixed rate mortgage for the amount of time that you That's right. usually fix it for. So you usually have uh, your, your three-year, five-year, seven-year, 10-year, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if things have changed uh, in, in the last mid, in the last three or four years, but normally that's what it was. By and large, that's the, the general adjustments. There's a one-year. Okay. Um, I think there's a, uh, in the marketplace, there's a 15-year. Right. So what they do is they amortize the money over a 30-year period. So that's what is calculated against. But that that initial fixed period is just for that period of time, whether you say it's one year, three, five, seven, whatever that may be. So they um, put fix the interest rate for that first uh, three years, let's call it. Right. And then it'll it'll adjust with the marketplace after that. Whatever the market is driving um, in after that third year, then it'll adjust to that. The goal would be that we don't see that adjustment period. We're making choices and decisions and actions that um, don't put us into an adjustment position. Now, c- could an adjustable rate mortgage allow you to um, gain more equity on the property? Or Well, it certainly could because you're paying less interest. Right. 
the less interest you pay, the more principal you'll pay. Right. So that that's a that's a principal gain position that you're putting yourself in. Well, however minute it may be on a monthly basis, but over a three-year period, it, it could mean $5,000 to you in your equity position. So, again, it's not as scary as actually as people make it out to be. Well, you have to be very smart about it. Right. Right. And so you have uh, education again, understanding, uh, really being dialed in and committed to future planning. You know, a lot of people say they're going to do something and it may not come to fruition. For sure. Okay. But... For the folks that know what is in their future and they play the the market properly or they know their finances and they, they work that plan to its T, to its then it'll, it makes sense for some people, for sure. Good stuff, man. So, you know, I, I keep hearing about all these new uh, products, too, that are coming out in the market. Um, I, I know you have uh, your FHA loan with 3.5% down. You can mm-hmm. get six up to 6% seller's assist, right? Right. Is, is that a myth? or, or Somebody said that, um, I, I guess, with a conventional mortgage 5% down, you could get up to 8% seller's assist? Not that you'll ever use that? No. no? Not in a conventional world. So the seller's assist is very common in a marketplace for first-time buyers. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's face it. If you need a down payment, you're going to need closing costs too. Right. Um, you know, but the, the these products allow for the seller to absorb some of your costs for you. It really comes out of their pocket. So we have to be careful on how we are structuring contracts and, and making offers to sellers. Uh, but... You know, FHA, you, you, you nailed it on the head there. It's 3.5% down payment. allows for 6% of the sales price for the seller to contribute towards your closing costs. It's usually not that much, but they allow for 6%. Right. Um, conventional realm is if you're putting um, up to 10% down. So standard conventional financing is uh, first-time buyers have some sections have an opportunity for 3% down. Okay. Um, most commonly is 5%. Those allow for a 3% seller's assist. Covers most of it. Nice. Um, If you put more than 10% down, you can get up to the 6%. You can do more as a a seller's assist. But let's face it, if you have that that money for the down payment, there's a way to structure it where we don't have to ask the seller to pay for all of those closing costs for you. Indeed. You know, that seller's assist, it's a fantastic tool in this marketplace. A lot of people take advantage of that. But, you know, from a seller's perspective, you know, you're you're really taking it from whatever their um, net profits may be or gains that, or they may not have the 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 room in their equity to cover closing costs because they have their own costs too, and so for them to pay yours, we have to just be careful on those offers on on those. Um, uh, contract structuring. So as a buyer, you almost have to be mindful, uh, or uh, as their real estate agent, as a professional, you know, almost have to be mindful to know exactly how long the person who's selling the house has been there. Sure. Uh, and realize whether or not they'd actually be able to uh, afford uh, the the, uh, the the help, right, right. Or, or giving uh, of, yeah, of seller assist. Yeah, because it's not assist. free money. No, of course right. not. It's not no. free money. It's money that's actually coming from the seller. Correct. Right. And, yeah. And it's it's just that, taking it from from their side to yours to help you and, and which which is very common and and I'll explain properly to sellers you know um, most of them from what I can gather understand it and it really comes down to the professionals that we work with on the real estate side you know our real estate agents really get it and they're able to explain it to their sellers Mike you know what this has actually been a very fun topic man I really enjoy the fact that you had uh, taken time away from your day 
Yeah, man. To actually just put the word out there. Yeah, right? thank you to for educate the others. Oh, yeah, my it's God. Been, it's been really good. The pleasure's all mine, brother. Thank you again, man. And uh, I wish you the very best for 2020. Yeah, Happy New Year, pal. Yeah, and, man. Uh, many more great things to come this year. 